You know, wisdom is uh, such an important thing, I'm told. At least I was told that when I was a kid. I mean, I was saved from a life of sin and degradation at age 12. Um, didn't know a whole lot about sin, really, although I was, I was a practitioner. Um, and degradation was a word I couldn't even spell. But, you know, one of the things that I learned early on from my pastor, who was a great pastor, was that I should seek the wisdom of God. Because if you're going to live life the way God intended and live really life intentionally, it helps if you understand what God's plan is, what his purposes are for you. And so he called that or summarized that as the wisdom of God. Well, I've been thinking about wisdom for a lot of years and praying. I virtually pray still every day, God, give me wisdom. That is uh, really kind of defined as to, to the knowledge of God, help me to know you and to know your ways and to know your thoughts and to know what I should or shouldn't do, to really understand it fully, your principles, your precepts. And then, Lord, help me to act on them in a way that would bring, bring pleasing and blessing to others and obviously to please the Lord. Well, wisdom, it says, is the principal thing. Seek wisdom, it says in Proverbs. But, you know, to walk in wisdom is not always easy. Paul wrote in uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 5, he says, you know, that we're to walk in wisdom, uh, both, you know, with, without, that is, in the world in which we live, as well as within, within the church or amongst brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, what I want to focus our attention on in this brief series is simply walking in wisdom. And it's based upon, or actually it's a, what I'm teaching is something that I've taught many times, but it, I've turned it into a book called Walking in, Walk in Wisdom, Living Life Intentionally. And uh, this little brief uh, session is really uh, designed to hopefully, you know, get your interest up to think about wisdom and to to learn more about it. And if this little booklet, again, that, uh, that I've written, if this would be helpful to you, you can get this book at vision.edu, uh, through vision.edu or booksbyvision.org. And you can find out a whole lot more about what we do and why we do it from standycoven.org. Hey, so in this Wednesdays in the Word and in this teaching series, I really want to focus on wisdom. So just a, again, a simple testimony. I mean, when I was saved at 12, uh, I was told by my pastor to do four things on a consistent basis if I was going to grow in the things of God. Number one, he said, read the Bible. Of course, uh, you know, I, I didn't know really where to read. I was pretty blessed. I, I, I liked the gospel, so I started in John, and that's a good place to start. Some would say start with Mark. I, I read some Old Testament, which I didn't get a whole lot out of that, read as much New Testament as I could, but I mainly focused on Proverbs. Now, one of the reasons, now this is a very important spiritual reason, uh, that I started reading Proverbs was because I frequently got in trouble with my mother. Now, if you knew my mom, I mean, she was a passionate woman of God. She was just passionate about everything. She was a lot like King David. When he was passionate, good, he was really good. When he was passionate, bad, oh my goodness. 
But anyway, my mom, I mean, she loved the Lord and she loved me and, and uh, she wanted me to live right, which I don't know exactly what that meant in her mind, but anyway. And so when I would do something, say something that she didn't like, didn't appreciate it, and depending on the day, whether it was a good thing or bad thing, anyway, she would say, I want you to read a proverb. And being as stubborn as I naturally am, I would look at her and say, I'm not going to read one, I'm going to read two. And I just kind of got in the habit of reading Proverbs every day. And uh, from that, you know, I read Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and other passages. And, you know, but what got into me was this hunger to, to know God, to trust God, to, to, to learn about Him, His ways, His principles, and especially to know the wisdom of God. I think, you know, it's not a bad habit to read the book of Proverbs on a regular basis. It certainly won't hurt us. Anyway, a large part of the wisdom literature is designed to help us to avoid some things. To avoid doing things that are going to cause us problems in the long run. You know, unfortunately, Solomon, who is the writer of most of the Old Testament wisdom literature, didn't always follow what he wrote. In fact, many times he went the exact opposite of what he wrote. And it cost him at the end of his life. Uh, you know, God wants us to live for the long haul. He wants to see us all fulfill a purpose and destiny. And in order to do that, really, if we have to learn to apply the basic principles of God's word to our life. I was thinking about that and thinking in terms of you know, life in general and some of the difficulties that we face. I mean, I've just come through a, a season of illness with COVID and, but I, thank God I'm through it on the backside. And, you know, people have, are struggling with all kinds of things. And I was thinking about Ecclesiastes uh, chapter nine. It says, whatever you find in your hands, do verily do it with all of your might, for there is no activity or planning or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol, the place of the dead, where you are going. Not necessarily a real comforting scripture, but kind of interesting. In other words, every day is filled with challenges, and we all know that, and we all face these challenges. We might as well do the best we can. That's just a simple word of wisdom. Besides, I mean, we might as well do the best we can, give it our best shot in whatever we do. We might as well do it with some planning, with some knowledge, and with some wisdom, because we're more likely to be successful that way than if not. And then I, I like verse 11, it says, And I, I again saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, and the battle is not to the warriors, and neither is bread to the wise, nor wealth to the discerning, nor favor to men of ability, for time and chance overtake or happen to all. Hmm. I don't know if that's wisdom or that just makes me depressed, but I think it's probably true. Time and chance happen to all. I mean, sometimes, especially when we start out our lives, we think because of our, our dashing good looks or our personality or because of the favor of coming from a wealthy family or whatever, I mean, is going to make all the difference in our lives. But really, the observation of Solomon, I think observation of life is, you know, just because you're good at something, just because you think you're hot, doesn't mean you're going to necessarily be successful because a lot of it's dependent upon time, 
and timing and chance, circumstances that we face. And that's part of life. And we might as well learn to understand that and recognize that, hey, a, a life of wisdom recognizes we're in a journey with God. It's not based upon our strengths and our weaknesses for that matter, but it is based upon our trust in God, that he is good, that he is with us, that he will help us. And in spite of what circumstances we may find ourselves in, whether they're a good situation or bad, we know that somehow God is with us and that all things will work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So really, I mean, Solomon, who was, uh, of course, the son of David, uh, David would have taught him probably many of the principles that he learned as well. But, uh, you know, he said wisdom is the thing. It's, it's really, it's embracing everything that the Word of God encourages us in, to live a life of godliness, of righteousness, living a life of truth, of honesty, of integrity, etc. All of that is important and is expounded in the Word of God and in the ultimate revelation of God, which is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And so wisdom is it's a part, if you will, of the Father. It's part of the Son, part of Holy Spirit. It's part of the Trinity. It's to be what governs, if you will, the church is the wisdom of God. So wisdom is defined as the quality of being wise. Well, that doesn't help. Knowledge and the capacity to make due use of it. Knowledge of the best ends and the best means. It's discernment, judgment, discretion, uh, sagacity. I like that word. The quality of being discerning, sound judgment, farsighted. It's skill or even dexterity. And from a biblical viewpoint, I think it's defined probably a little bit differently, but it's contained in that definition. The Bible says wisdom is knowledge or the accumulation of not just facts and figures, but truth. Now, it's truth, things that are true, things that are real. It's important to gather that information and make that a part of who you are. And we find much of what is real, what is true, what is essential as we study the Word of God. Uh, it's understanding or the I know what to do. I know what to do. I know how to do things, but I also know what to do. And then added to that is the application or the activation of knowledge and understanding. I do what I can and should do, or I live by faith in God and his word. That is ultimately the wisdom of God. Well, what does God want for us? Well, he wants for us to live what it talks about in Ephesians 3, 10 and 11, in the manifold wisdom of God. The multicolored, multivaried wisdom of God. And in our next session, we're going to talk about that wisdom. What is the manifold or the, the totality, if you will, of the wisdom of God? Because I know, hey, wisdom is the thing. It's what we need. And especially in, in the day and time that we live. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if our politicians, if our governors and our president and, you know, if their prime ministers and others around the world, if they were all seeking the wisdom of God, what would God want? How does God want us to live our lives? Wouldn't it be wonderful if 
to know that your pastors and your spiritual leaders are daily seeking the wisdom of God. What is it that God wants? How does he want us to live our lives? I mean, all of that should be something that we meditate on or think about on a regular basis. And so next week, we'll talk more in our next session about the multiplied or the variable wisdom of God. So until next time, God bless.